Frank sat at his dining table, lit by a hanging fixture overhead. He watched the beams pulse on the walls as it swayed with the gentle breeze, growing ever so slightly brighter and dimmer by the second as he slowly ate from a lukewarm can of chili. He felt a cold wind come in from the night through the plastic flap of the dog door to his right. Frank looked down and pulled out his phone, calling a contact labeled Brother. He put his spoon down, and as the call went through, he stood up, pacing around his kitchen. Hey man, what's up? The voice on the other end asked. You're running the mill tomorrow. Gonna go and look for Zeke again, in the truck this time. Got an extra collar to jingle around. Okay, boss man, gotcha. Hope you find him, and, uh, get some rest. Night. Night. Frank hung up the phone and sighed. He finished his chili and threw the can away with the plastic spoon. His dog had been missing since the night before. After a few hours of searching early in the morning, he'd given up and gone to his paper mill on the edge of the forest he lived on. Seek was a large dog, a Malamute, but Frank still worried. No one really knows what's in the woods, he thought. Wolves still lived around here, and Zeke was never much of a fighter. He'd hurt his leg the week prior chasing after a skunk, but he still held on the faith. It'd only been a day, and Zeke was nothing if not clever. He'd find his way back, Frank hoped. It was just as that thought crossed his mind that he heard a sound at the door. A scratching, deep and loud, echoing into the night, accompanied by what sounded like frenzied whispers descending on him from all directions. He froze for a moment and stared towards the entrance, hoping that he would see Zeke stumbling his way through the dog door any second. But he wasn't so lucky. Slowly at first, deep brown shapes began to shift and grow through the door flap. He stared in horror as they curled and morphed up through his kitchen. Not one to sit and wait, he sprinted to the other door, fumbling to turn the doorknob with sweaty palms. He turned back for a moment, as he saw dark, humanoid hands reach through the hole in the door. For a moment, he got a peek of the head connected to the shapes, causing him to realize that the dark appendages twisting their way through his kitchen were antlers. He got the door open and stepped outside into the cold. He wasn't well dressed for the winter night, but his blood ran hot as he ran to his barn. Frank didn't know what was happening, but he knew that he needed to get away from that thing. He threw open the side door. It was slightly warmer inside, and he quickly located the shotgun that hung upon a plaque above his work table. He grabbed it and loaded two shells from the drawer below. He shook a little as he waited. Frank sat silent in the dimly lit shed as he faintly heard the crunches of gravel from his driveway. He made no sound apart from his labored breath, which pushed out small puffs of steam into the air in front of him. As the sounds of shifting gravel came near, he heard a sudden stop. The doorknob from the side entrance shook violently. He gulped and waited. For an excruciating few seconds, he sat in the dark in fear until the door swung open and cold air rushed into the barn. The being whipped its head inside for a second, obscured by a stack of lumber which stood between he and it. 
The antlers seem to shrink to fit through the doorway this time. You can see parts of its tall, lanky body. Seizing his opportunity, he jumped up and fired, hitting the creature and causing it to leap back out of the doorway. He ran after it, but as he crossed the threshold, he found that the being had disappeared. He swore under his breath and began searching. As he looked around the property, staring up and down his long, curved driveway, he felt a deep fear at how little he could see more than twenty feet around him. But there was one thing that caught his eye. Half caught in the tree across the barn, almost grasped by the roots, was a familiar face. No, it couldn't, Frank said to himself. He felt simultaneous relief and horror as he saw Zeke laying at the base of the tree. Zeke's torso was pierced by a thick root, and sap oozed around the wound. The animal whined a little bit, seemingly out of confusion rather than pain. As Frank knelt, pleading with his dog to make it through, the bark seemed to creep over the white-gray fur and to Zeke's neck and face. Frank almost didn't notice through the tears that welled up around his eyes and streamed down his goateed chin. But as his vision cleared, he saw the tree almost swallow his loyal friend, morphing his canine body into a bulbous root that stuck itself solidly in the ground. God damn it, he choked out, getting to his feet and locking his shaking knees. He looked around once more as he stood completely silently. Turning a full 360, he checked the tree line until he came to a stop at the old oak that hung right over the stream that ran through his property and under his driveway. Two dots. That's all it was. Two small dots that steamed out of place. He connected his gaze with the small blips. He recognized a humanoid figure, a dark head that surrounded the two beady white eyes. As he and what he now knew to be the creature locked their stare, he held his shotgun up once again. He had another shell, and waited for his moment. The being recognized his presence, and descended from the tree. He watched as it seemed to take many of the branches with it, but as it dropped to the ground, he understood it really to be a crown of antlers perched upon its head. They stood, neither moving, until Frank found his resolve and shot it again, blasting the monster in the side and knocking it to the ground. Frank dropped his gun and went to look at it, only to see it back on its knees, bending and twisting the bark of the tree to cover its wound, with the same unnatural morphing of wood that claimed Zeke. Black blood spilled out and was quickly smothered by the plant fibers that quickly faded into the creature's dark body. Frank turned and ran, but he was too slow for the monster who caught up to him near immediately, choking and dragging him over to the bridge in his driveway that ran over the stream. He could barely breathe, and the creature's powerful hands were large and clawed. It threw him down to the bank of the waterway, as it too jumped down to meet him. Sensing an opportunity, he tried to scramble out of its reach, but was once again met immediately by warm hands clasping even tighter on his neck he wasn't going to let it kill him so easily. Frank craned his head upwards, 
enough to stare with horror into its face. The being looked at him with emotionless white pinprick eyes and dark brown skin. The eyes around its pupils were the deepest black he'd ever seen. If he weren't in this position, he wouldn't have believed anything like this could be real. But it was a physical presence, a flesh and blood creature. And without understanding, he reached up and bit a chunk out of its arm, spraying out bitter black blood as he spit out the chunk. The creature opened its slit mouth, revealing dozens of sharp teeth and letting out a guttural scream. But to his dismay and terror, it didn't break its hold on him. He choked out a sigh of deep fear as the being dragged him into the water and held down. He tried to hold his breath, but it was to no avail as he succumbed to the lack of oxygen. As he faded, the last thing he saw were those two white dots looking down at him, watching him drown. The driver sped down the lone country road. He was tired, having spent the last six hours commuting from his home in Northern California into Oregon. It was a rural, sparsely populated area, but a devastating fire a few decades prior had proven the need for constant forest service oversight during the summer months. But in the dead of night, with an hour still to go until he reached his destination, his fatigue started to get the better of him. His eyelids grew heavier. But as sleep nearly consumed him, he was jolted back awake by something mere feet in front of his headlights. It was deer, several crossing the road at what was a severely inopportune moment. He had only a second to slam on his brakes, but to no avail. He was too close. He braced to hit the animals. But in just a split moment, he noticed something. A tall figure, dark, with antlers like the most regal buck imaginable, stood in the center of the group. It raised an arm, and the car subsequently crashed, knocking the driver unconscious. When he finally came to, he could see the wreckage through his bleary eyes. His car was split nearly in half, like it had been shoved through a table saw. He could also tell his left arm was broken, with one of his feet bent at an unnatural angle. But then he caught a glimpse of something else, the figure from earlier. His eyes widened as he scanned up its gaunt, dark body. Its ribs were pronounced, and its eyes cold and vacant. It stared down at him, slowly approaching. His heart pounding, he tried to move, but was seemingly pinned to the wreckage. It came closer, extending out a long claw as it stared down menacingly to face him. Upon reaching the wreckage, it crouched down and cocked its head slightly to meet his gaze. He cried and whimpered, but it did not react. But 
with a seeming curiosity. It pulled them out. But all it wanted to do, it seemed, was inspect his jacket. It turned it over until it found the patch on his arm that read, National Forest Service. It stared for a moment, once at the patch and then in his eyes, dropped him, and simply walked away into the cold, dark night.